Well, we've hit about the halfway mark of the college football and Big 12 season. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And here to talk about that, Dan Rubenstein, the Solid Verbal Podcast, does a great job covering all of college football on that show. Be sure to check it out. But before we get to Dan, just a reminder, please leave that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It helps us out tremendously. With this show, I seriously mean that. It does help us a lot, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in return if you do that. Just send me a screenshot of of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get the koozie in the mail for you guys. All right, let's uh, let's welcome in Dan Rubenstein, the solid verbal. Dan, midway point of the Big 12, uh, what do you make of this conference and where it stands as we hit late October? It's in an interesting spot. We've, we've seen entertaining games. We've seen teams, just like, you know, in any conference, that exceeded expectations, that haven't lived up to expectations. We've seen injuries sort of change things dramatically. And we've seen, I think, a couple of really pleasant surprises and a couple of games that have been just terrific TV. So, you know, it, we're always quick to, and I say that the we as in college football fans, to say, okay, is the Big 12 behind the ACC? Is it ahead of the Big 10? How does it fall compared to the Pac-12? And, you know, that's an incredibly subjective and hard-to-define thing. But I, I tend to look at things in, in terms of, is the Big 12 entertaining? You know, if you watch a random Baylor-Iowa State game or Texas-Kansas game or Oklahoma-Texas game, are you positive of the outcome before it starts? And are you positive two and a half quarters in and the answer should be no because week to week it's a it's a pretty entertaining product dan let's go to the the biggest surprise by most people's standards uh, of this season in the big 12 that's the baylor bears i mean i was a little nervous about this team last week they lose clay johnston their stud linebacker um how are they going to handle you know kind of being in the top 25 uh dealing with where they are in the national rankings and they go on the road to stillwater homecoming weekend and they beat oklahoma state how much are you buying what matt rule and this baylor program is selling right now Oh, I'm I'm buying it to a dramatic degree. And it's one of those things where, you know, each week they sort of win in a different way. We've seen the defense bail out a, a lackluster offensive performance against a tough team like Iowa State. We've seen the offense look very strong, especially on the ground against Oklahoma State. Um, you know, even when the defense struggled a little bit versus Texas Tech, the offense was good enough. The offense looked obviously very good against Kansas State. So I like the balance. I like the ability to win in a number of different ways. And I like the fact that back half of their schedule, their road games are, are two really winnable games in TCU and Kansas. So I am I'm excited. And you know, Phil Snow has done a great job transforming defenses everywhere he's been. Charlie Brewer, you know, he has you know a propensity sometimes to turn the ball over, but the really good version of Charlie Brewer is a winning big 12 quarterback. And so for, for year three, for Baylor to look like this and to look like a top, I don't know, 15, 18 team in the country has been kind of a shocker to me, at least. Dan, as you, as you look at now the top of this conference, you've got the Oklahoma Sooners sitting there. I guess the question was um, who can challenge OU? Most people thought it was going to be Texas, but I guess the question is now with Alex Grinch appearing to have turned around this defense quite a bit, can anybody challenge Oklahoma for the for the Big 12 title in this conference? Or is it just going to be like, eh, this is OU's and, and there's not going to be a ton of drama here? My guess is 
the latter thing that you just pitched, that it's going to be Oklahoma's conference. But situationally, I believe they have Baylor in Waco the week after Iowa State. Yes. So at least if, if you're looking for a competitive reason to say Oklahoma could drop one, and they have dropped games, you know, singular, really. Uh, you know, they lose the Texas game last year, Iowa State. I believe it was the year before. Mm-hmm. Um but it was it's situational that like you know it's coming off of a tough game it's you know looking ahead whatever the case may be and the fact is playing a good Baylor defense on the road against Matt Rule who's done a good job against passing offenses uh, a week after playing an, a really strong Iowa State defense situationally that's advantageous if you're looking for an Oklahoma loss along the way but you know if you take all of these games in a vacuum it's hard to really find a team who should be able to score 40 because that's how much you probably need to score to beat Oklahoma and also keep them under 40. That's It's a tough ask, but I, I suppose the, the Waco game is where you should be circling. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we get going with conference play here in the Big 12, we're going to be placing all our bets with mybookie.ag, and I hope you will as well. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the absolute best. They've got the latest lines for the Big 12, and you can even continue to bet as the game goes on with in-game live betting. That's pretty cool. I'm going to be trying it this season. So if you join my bookie now, you'll double your first deposit with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 to activate the offer at mybookie.ag. You can't beat it. They'll double that first deposit with a minimum deposit of $45, maximum deposit of $1,000. And you can try that parlay. I always give it a shot. Got to be honest, doesn't end up too well. But it's fun, and that's what this is about. So check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Absolutely. Dan Rubenstein's joining us. Uh, the Solid Verbal Podcast does a great job. They Those guys have a lot of fun every week uh, with their podcast covering all college football. They do uh, fantastic work, Dan and Ty there. So, Dan, let me ask you then, uh, as you uh, look at this conference right now and you're saying, okay, you mention uh, a team like OU at the top, and then you look at the rest of college football, those top teams in the country, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, whatever order you want to put those teams in, is OU, with the defense now looking a little bit better, set up to compete and possibly beat those teams, something they have yet to do in the college football playoff era? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're certainly better prepared to do so. They are confusing quarterbacks. They're making plays in the open field. They're turning teams over. Um, and, and the fact remains, they have the advantage of putting offenses in an incredible bind because of their own offense. I think Oklahoma, and this would make sense, I believe the Oklahoma defense starts out with the best field position. Teams are just backed up right away because of how well the Oklahoma offense moves the ball. So they're, they're always going to have that advantage as long as the offense is looking as strong as they have been. Um, the fact remains, though, I don't know that the Big 12 is going to offer us, now that we've seen them against Texas and, and they win that game by a touchdown, you look at the rest of their schedule and outside of, you know, Maybe Baylor and Iowa State, which are not teams on those level of LSU, Alabama, we're not going to get a true sense of what this defense looks like going up against a lights-out offense like LSU has, like Alabama has, like Ohio State has. So we don't know about the adjustments. We don't know about where they're really vulnerable, and that's something that you know Alabama and LSU and 
you know, maybe Ohio State, they have Penn State later on, they're going to know where they're vulnerable. They're going to have a better sense. They're going to be able to self-scout in a better way than Oklahoma is, but not, not OU's fault. It's just, you know, a year in which TCU doesn't have a dynamic offense. West Virginia obviously does not. Oklahoma State, you know, they have an incredible running back, but in terms of that offense looking scary, it's just not where it's been. Um, so Oklahoma has that disadvantage. But in terms of comparing this year to other years, yeah, the Sooners feel like they're light years ahead. Mm -hmm. As you look at it, Dan, right now, I want to share a stat with you. Iowa State is one of four teams in college football that is top 10 nationally in yards per play and top 15 in yards per play allowed. Um, are we overlooking this Iowa State team because they lost a tough game to Iowa and then they lost to Baylor, but they have two losses by a combined three points. Iowa State's back in the top 25. Do you think uh, national college football fans are sleeping on this Cyclones team a little bit? Probably, yeah. I, I've tried to uh, to keep the, the focus on the clones and aims as much as possible. We nicknamed this month Brocktober just to honor how fun Iowa State is at their peak. And honestly, the fact of the matter is the Brees Hall element for Iowa State adds a dynamic. And I know David Montgomery was, was really good for a long time, but Brees Hall has been more productive. His, he's averaging more yards per carry. He's more explosive. You know, David Montgomery was more of a between the tackles, you know, put the team on his back type back. And, you know, Brees Hall is big, but he's also fast. And it, it makes them a more complete team, even without, you know, having uh, a King, I'm sorry, Hakeem Butler, like they did last year, having that, that top flight receiver, as much as I like Deshante Jones. Iowa State's really good, and the best thing you can say about Iowa State that would, should get you excited for the Oklahoma game, and you, you sort of alluded to the stat, I'm looking at some of the advanced metrics. They are the number two team in the country defensively at preventing big plays, and if there's any metric that you can lean on to sort of define how a game's going to go, it's creating and preventing big plays, and Iowa State is outstanding at both of those things, so that it's something to hold your hat on if you're a clone fan, for sure. Dan Rubenstein, the Solid Verbal Podcast, joining us. Uh, Dan, let's touch on this Texas team. You know, I heard some of the voicemails that you guys uh, put in your podcast here on Sundays, which are hilarious. If people don't hear them, they should check them out. And there were a lot of Texas fans, like, ready to jump ship, ready to jump right off the thing. I mean, they're banged up. It's a perfect storm. They've got injuries. They're coming off an OU loss, hangover game. Uh, back home at night, a, a Kansas team with a new offensive coordinator nobody knows anything about. It kind of set up for this, Dan. I just think if this team gets healthy, they, they'll be playing in a Big 12 championship or they definitely can play for a Big 12 championship. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, if they get to that point, which I think there's a good chance they can, it'll have to be Sam Ellinger doing everything. And I mean, it's leading the offense. It's a lot of long drives because they haven't been able to generate a lot of big plays on offense. Like we just mentioned with Iowa state and they've been fully terrible. And a lot of it is because of that, that beat up secondary at allowing those big plays. So the, the fact that Kansas was able to exploit it like they were has me pretty worried. I think they have back to back. And I guess this is the theme of the show, Iowa state and Baylor uh, towards the end of the season. That, that should be terrifying for Texas fans. That's two capable quarterbacks, two capable defenses, that can keep Texas under 30 points. And I'd, I'd be terrified that you're resting your hope on Texas all on Sam Ellinger doing 
almost everything for this team, given the injuries on defense. I'm with you 100%. Um, on, on that, Dan, when you look at Oklahoma State, you know, here's an interesting tidbit we talked about earlier on the show. Mike Gundy and the Cowboys are 10-13 and 13 in Big 12 play, dating back to the OU game of 2016. So, you know, you're going on three years of mediocre football from Mike Gundy. That's not what he built in Stillwater. What do you think's going on? And it's very strange because he was threatening nine, ten wins every year. He was one of the most consistent coaches, consistently successful coaches in the country, and I thought underrated. You know, I, I'm not sure. Honestly, it's they've they've had to go to one year quarterbacks a little bit too often. Obviously, you know, uh, Spencer Sanders was going to take his lumps this year as a redshirt freshman starting for the first time. But I thought the Jim Knowles hire was going to work out a lot better than it has thus far. They've given up far too many big plays. And we even saw it early on in the season. We saw Tulsa. You know, it was at Tulsa. But, you know, the, the, the Golden Hurricane, they were able to throw on Oklahoma State. Oregon State was able to move the ball. A decent enough Oregon State offense, but nothing like we expected. And they, they've been pretty good on offense. This is not a, a disaster because they have the, probably the biggest home run threat in the backfield in Chuba Hubbard. But defensively, they were always able to, it felt like, turnover teams, you know, sort of bend but don't break. And they just, they can't get it together defensively. They, you know, they've been pretty awful against the pass and not great on third down. The red zone has been kind of a nightmare. And I I don't know. I I just think it's sort of a, a situation where maybe it was a bad hire. Maybe they've missed on too many recruits. Maybe it's an injury thing and maybe it's, it's a perfect storm, but Certainly not the Oklahoma State program we've we've come to see. No, nah, not at all. All right, there's four new head coaches, Dan, that we've uh, talked about, you and I discussed before the season. Uh, if you go down the list, you have Matt Wells at Texas Tech, you have Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, you have Neil Brown at West Virginia, and Les Miles at Kansas. Who, to this point, have you been uh, most impressed by of those four coaches with their new programs? Oh, it's, I think it, to me it's Chris Kleiman. I think the fact is that, you know, on both sides of the ball, they've shown improvement with, without inheriting a ton of top-end talent. Obviously, he's going to be building that program differently than Oklahoma does and Texas does and even TCU does. He's going to rely a lot on junior college guys like, you know, Kansas has done for, Kansas State has done for a long time. But, the, you know, to, to go to Mississippi State and win that game is impressive. To beat TCU, even with as many issues as TCU has had, throwing the ball, it's impressive. And if they go to a bowl year one, and I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now, they should be able to beat Kansas and West Virginia. It's It feels kind of toss-up-y against uh, Texas Tech. We'll see if we get good or bad Jet Duffy. Um, <laughs> but the fact remains, West Virginia was always going to be a, a pretty big overhaul because of the defense. Uh, actually, both sides of the ball, TC or excuse me, not TCU, but Texas Tech losing Alan Bowman early the way they did, it's sort of difficult to fully evaluate Matt Wells. Um, and Kansas has been impressive to go to Boston College and, and do that. The, I also am kind of bummed out that he had to let Miles fired his offensive coordinator halfway through the year. That doesn't reflect super well on him. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the fight Kansas has shown, scoring near 50 points against Texas, you know, keeping it close against West Virginia. I think there's a lot of belief in Lawrence, but I think Chris Kleiman has probably done the best job at four and two. Last thing for you, Dan, uh, this is the question that a lot of Baylor fans are asking right now. If this season goes as it continues to for Baylor, uh, is Matt Rule going to hang around? 
Probably not. And that's hmm. not anything against Waco. It's, you know, when you're able to, to prove yourself to places like Temple and Baylor, you know, you, you we, we saw Matt Rule interview, I believe, with the Colts during the offseason, didn't get that job. That's an incredibly attractive thing to do. When you're able to win in places that don't necessarily have the same resources, the same history, the same tradition, and baggage like places like Baylor have, um, he, he's just going to be attractive. You know, I don't know if it's the NFL. I don't know if it's a big open job somewhere else. I know he's signed an extension. I know he, he had that seven-year deal. But there are big places, whether it's USC, whether it's Florida State, that could come open that are going to take long looks at Matt Rule because of his ability to not just take players that are already there, but to create a culture to, to overcome issues. And, I mean, he, he did an outstanding job. I'm an Oregon fan, and I know Oregon came hard at Matt Rule before Baylor was able to hire him away with a seven-year contract offer, and they eventually went with Willie Taggart. It's, you know, somebody that's able to do that is pretty much the golden goose of football coaching. And no doubt about it. Well, uh, he's Dan Rubenstein. The Solid Verbal Podcast does fantastic work there. Dan, great to have you on. Really appreciate it and look forward to uh, all that you guys are doing throughout the rest of the season. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the, the, the kind words. He's Dan Rubenstein, Solid Verbal Podcast. Appreciate his time and appreciate you checking us out. Once again, please leave us that rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play helps us out tremendously uh, on the show. And we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie if you leave us that rating and review. And then send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.